Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying the traditions and ceremonies. This is found in Mark chapter 7, verse 1 through 23. We'll be reading that today, but it's also found in uh, Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 20. Follow along with us in Mark chapter 7, beginning in verse 1. Now, when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the traditions of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there were many other traditions that they observed, such as washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And when the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the traditions of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy to you, hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandments of God and hold to the traditions of men. And Jesus said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandments of God in order to establish your traditions. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father and mother must surely die. But you say, If a man tells his father or his mother, Whatever you would have gained from me is Corbin, that is, given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father and mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and many such things you do. And he called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand, there is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not into his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. So in today's society, you go into a restaurant, go into the bathroom, and there's a sign that says employees must must wash their hands. You know, if you went to a restaurant and 
the sign was employees don't wash their hands, you probably wouldn't eat there, right? You might turn around and go somewhere else. If they just took the, the trays and the plates and just put more food on and served you from the plate that someone else ate off. I'm not eating there. I don't know about you. Or Yeah, I like to eat in a clean place. So is Jesus rejecting this and saying that, hey, we shouldn't wash hands. We shouldn't do these things. That, that um, We shouldn't clean the house. And Is that what he's saying here in this I story? I think this is not about hygiene. Mm-hmm. It is primarily about ceremonial traditions of the elders. Yeah. And um, those washing of the hands were done with a very small amount of water. Um, one of the schools in the time of Jesus Christ said you cut in half of an eggshell and as much as water can take, you can use it to go on all sides of the, mm-hmm. you know, the hands and fingers. And that was a symbolic ceremonial washing of the hands. It was not about, you know, much water and soap. And Mm -hmm. uh, it was applied also to, you know, even couches when you sit on and and so on. Yeah. And and I would go a little bit further that what Jesus is talking about here, traditions are not necessarily bad. Mm -hmm. It's when we put traditions at the same level as relationship with God. Or that, above, as or, he said yeah, in the last part. Or above God, that, that we say that these traditions are more important than God. Mm-hmm. Um, when we seek to make disciples of our traditions rather than disciples of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think this is a slippery slope that we still deal with today, very much so. Where, where do we divide tradition from the Bible? So this is why Jesus Christ gave them an example. And um, it was a tradition in the time of Jesus when uh, a person who was supposed to take care of his parents, mm-hmm. according to the fifth commandment, um, decided to dedicate that money to the Lord. And they are uh, even deposited at the temple, like an escrow account, mm-hmm. and used by the temple right, for, to make profit. And uh, after his father died, without receiving the help and the care that the father was supposed to, or the parents were supposed to receive, uh, they will take that money back from that escrow account and use them for whatever they wanted. Yeah. So this was a human sophisticated way to not only avoid, but to supersede the expressed will of God in the fifth commandment. And... You know, I, I hear that today with people, uh, they'll come and talk to me about tithing and splitting hairs, like, oh, it, it's not just the increase, it's only grain that we have to pay tithe on, or I only need to pay tithe on this area, and, and they're trying to hold money back for themselves. It's never, I never have someone come and complain to me that, oh, I I can't give enough to God. God's not allowing me to give more to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why is it only 10% of tithe? Why isn't it 50%? You know, people who give more tithe, they usually don't say anything. They, they just do it. But mm-hmm. it, it's the people who want to keep for themselves that, that start splitting hairs and, and making these justifications for them to take what is not rightfully theirs. An expression of selfishness. Yeah, exactly. And so Jesus here is combating this. And and again, we try to make our traditions biblical. 
And so we look for biblical principles that might in some way tie in with whatever it is. And, and you know, as, as pastors, we constantly are coming up against these traditions, unique traditions. Um, and there's nothing wrong with traditions. There's nothing wrong with washing your hands or, or doing these things. It, it's The problem is when it comes in the face of the Bible, such as this tradition of putting the money in escrow with the temple to get it out later, that was in opposition with what God was asking them to do. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the danger. So what does this passage tell us about God? That God looks at the heart first. That our God is a God of relationships. And also, this transforming relationship with God will start from inside out. Mm -hmm. So Jesus Christ said, look, um, whatever you do, it is tainted by the unsanctified desires of your heart. What is coming from the outside, for instance, uh, if you don't wash your hands coming from the market, will be somehow, uh, will influence the most your digestive system. And um, whatever comes from the market and is not washed away will be eliminated. But what is in the heart will come out and will influence your thinking, um, your attitudes, uh, your habits, your character, uh, your behavior, and eventually your salvation. And Jesus Christ makes a long list of what comes out of the heart mm -hmm. from uh, evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. So all these are coming out of the heart. And this is what defiles the soul. This is what makes, as I said, us Christians looking at the Bible to find an argument for whatever behavior we have. I mean, selfish or sinful behavior. And the next question is, how does this speak to us today? What are we going to do about it? And I think for me, it's the continuation of that thought that God accepts me how I am. If I feel something, it should be right. Mm -hmm. uh, th this heart thing but no God is saying we need a change you know from within out of the heart of man come evil thoughts sexual immorality theft murder adultery coveting wickedness deceit sensuality envy slander pride foolishness all these evil things come from within they defile a person the bottom line in biblical teaching is we are defiled and God doesn't desire us to stay there. It's not that he says, okay, I, I want you to stay there. Yes, he loves us, but he desires change. He desires us to move from these places, to, to um, step away from where we were and become something else. Mm -hmm. And we can't have a Christianity that just leaves us in defilement. On a, on a side note, I've met some Christians who believe that this teaching of Jesus Christ erases the Old Testament teaching about clean and unclean foods, especially from Leviticus chapter 11. Mm -hmm. I don't see it that way. 
clean and unclean foods are not from Levitical. They are not part of the law of Moses. They are from before the flood. Yeah. In uh, the book of Genesis, right, just before the flood, uh, chapter 6, 7, 8, the animals walking into the ark were seven pairs of clean and one pair of unclean. Why? Because the clean animals were supposed to be used as food after a deserted earth, deserted by, by a very powerful flood. So, plus this expression in uh, verse 19, thus he declared all foods clean, is a later interpolation. It is not in the um, uh, most manuscripts. In Yeah, and you know, it's not that God was outside the ark and saying, okay, these are clean, those are unclean, these are clean, those are unclean, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You know, the reason why they were called clean and unclean is some of them were healthier to eat than mm -hmm. others. You know, the unclean animals are unclean for a reason. They carried extra disease. They uh, performed functions that would lead them to ways to carry more disease, to harm people. They are primarily carnivorous yeah. and also scavengers. Yeah, and, and so God gave a reason why we shouldn't be eating these. And it, it's not like, well, now these animals eat grass and they mm -hmm. are no longer carnivorous or they, they're no longer scavengers. They're, they're still doing the exact same thing why God told Noah not to eat them. And by the way, we should not stop with Noah in Genesis chapter 6 or 7. We should go back all the way to chapter 1 because God's purpose is to restore us to original. Mm -hmm. And the original diet in Genesis 1.29 is vegetables and fruits. Yeah. And that is going to be our diet in heaven, according to the book of Revelation. Let's pray. Father God, it is so easy to get caught up in traditions and lose sight of you. It is so easy to focus on ourselves and try to justify what we want because of our selfish hearts. But Father, I pray that we will lay before you each and every day our selfish heart and desire that you change it, that you do the heart surgery that Jesus offers, that takes us and changes our desires and our wills. That Father, when we come to Scripture, we won't seek to justify our habits knowing that they're wrong with obscure verses here and there. But Father, we will look at the Bible as a whole and stand on it, thus saith the Lord. Father, I pray that we'll be healthy in our lifestyle, that we'll do the right things, but most importantly, that our eyes will be turned on you. May we ever seek to be more like Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.